0: The Irish are a nation of storytellers. Our stories are embedded in us and in our landscape. Welcome to Tales and Trails podcast in partnership with Discover Ireland, a brand new and immersive audio experience that invites you to walk the Irish countryside with us. Today, I'll be joined by author, marine scientist and chef Finney Fwaylon. Her relationship with the ocean seeps into every area of her life, from her love of surfing and outdoor activities to foraging and cooking, to her deep passion for protecting our planet for future generations. Finn and I will take on the Terra Loop at Glen Column Kill in Donegal, a remote and incredibly rewarding walk that's punctuated by the sound of the sea crashing against the Sleeve League Cliffs. Located along some of the most epic stretches of the Wild Atlantic Way, the Glen Column Kill Terra Loop starts off in the Gaeltocht village of the same name, named after Saint Column Kill. The saint resided in the valleys of Glen Column Kill, and you can still see the ruins of several churches today. This hike is the highlight of any short break in this area, and the summit truly offers some of the most breathtaking views in the country. We'll be taking you up to the Martello Watchtower today, and you can continue along the cliffs to the deserted village of Port. Make sure to visit the Tales and Trails Hub on lovin.e to plan your next walking break in Donegal, where we've highlighted all the best accommodation, restaurants, and things to do in the area. We met Finn at St. Columbus Church in Cashel, just outside Glencolumkill. All right, Finn, let's take this away. (laughs) You ready for this?
1: Just about. Yeah. You
0: feeling fresh?
1: So fresh, so fresh. <laughs> this is going to be a bit of a
0: struggle for me, I'm not going to lie. You are going <laughs> to hear me panting.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I'll be bad. I really wasn't joking about leg like, day on Monday, so... Leg <laughs> uh, day? Days? Yeah, Leg day on Monday, you're yeah. So.
0: You're going to end up carrying me more quicker than I'm going to end up carrying you. Uh, we're just having taking a, a quick trip over from Bags there, which mm-hmm. is an absolutely beautiful little town. You have a little previous history with that place, don't you? Yeah,
1: so it's where I used to dock when I was working on research ships. So we have come in... There once or twice before, and then also worked as a marine mammal observer on the dock in kitty bags while they were building the extension.
0: What did that entail?
1: Uh, <laughs> wearing a lot of offshore gear in the howling wind and rain, and shouting "No seals!" into a microphone, into a walkie-talkie, uh, basically because they're using equipment that sends sound into water. Disturbs mammals and so it's just that we're not disturbing basically anything that lives in the bay.
0: That sounds like interesting. Yeah. Going. Seal, no seal. No, seal. literally, yeah, it'd be like, no
1: seal over half hour drilling, cleanse. <laughs> okay, over bye. And then they'd be like, Do you want a cup of tea if you're cold? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, thank you.
0: Yeah, but seal. Yeah, I want to go <laughs> <Yeah, but> seal.
1: <laughs> no no it was great. So that was
0: when you were doing marine biology, wasn't
1: it? Uh, no, that was actually last year. That was <laughs>
0: last year, wasn't it? We are marine biologists, aren't Yes,
1: it? yeah, yeah, that's my trade. And then uh I think it was two years ago I did a little bit of tap up training with the Irish Whale and Dolphin Oh, very
0: so, uh, cool. So
1: that was the Marine Mammal Observer course.
0: How did you get into marine biology in the first place?
1: So... That, so in
0: school? Is, so is something dreamed of when you A very younger? long
1: way around. Um, yeah, I wanted to be a mermaid. Because <laughs> yeah, no, um, you don't
0: really hear about it, in fairness, like when you're in school, you don't think, oh, I'm a marine biologist. You don't really hear that as an option. So how did you come um, around you to get
1: uh, A very long roundabout way. So it would have <laughs> been... Uh, doing CAO practically by eeny, mini, miny, mo. Uh,
0: <laughs> I feel you, I've been there.
1: <laughs> yeah, ending up in commerce and Spanish for half a year, realising I hadn't studied business in school, why not, did I do this?
0: <laughs> then I uh,
1: did like the Spanish part, did massage for physiotherapy as an elective, that was great crack, and then uh, dropped out, <laughs> spent a year, had to work then to go back and pay to go back to college. Oh yeah, and, you don't uh, get the fees a second. Yeah, hour, you don't yeah. get the fees covered. And basically wandered around the country going to all the college open days being like okay well what do i like i like to be outside I like playing in the sea like looking after animals climbing mountains whatever and then uh went to galway found out about a course called earth and ocean science
0: Ooh, i like yeah. the sound of that i know
1: <laughs> and also the woman that was at the stand was like tiny blonde woman that looked like we could have been related and I was like I can be you
0: <laughs> this one day is me. I'm looking yeah. into a mirror here yeah
1: so uh so that was class and um basically as she described it you work on research ships you do a bit of lab work you do lots of field work it's all really outdoorsy very practical and I was like ah yeah this is only an hour from Fenor as well I can go surfing <laughs> the convenience Sound. Of the anything so that's kind of how it started so that's but that was basically like water and rocks but not fish if that makes sense no, so that's like...
0: Oh, you went to college to study water and rocks?
1: Well, so I was in it's oceanography and geology. Okay. So, and then like geophysics. So the the kind of marine biology came later. So I did... Uh, when I was in my undergrad, I worked in the aquarium in Galway. Damn me. And then was like, I love all my little shark babies. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's I did the marine biology master's the year after, and that was in Cork.
0: Ah, cool. Yeah. And then... You you did work as a marine biologist for a while. Yeah, for a
1: little while, for maybe the year after, mostly just kind of like um, internships and then like a couple of months here there working at sea on ships.
0: What did you do at sea?
1: Um, So my specialty was cold water corals, which is like these beautiful, amazing looking coral reefs that are maybe like, don't you think, just on the continental shelf off of Ireland, and they're at like two thousand meters depth. So I was looking at the biodiversity of those reefs. And then other times it was just kind of like scientists for hire. So because I had a mixed background, it was really uh, handy to take me on ships because they'd be like, oh, we can chuck her in the hydrology lab. <laughs> we can chuck her in the marine biology lab. She can be outside sorting no anyway. mud,
0: <laughs> brand. She'll do anything, it's fine. Yeah, figure <laughs> out that She can do it. She doesn't
1: mind if it's <laughs> raining. She has her offshore gear. But um, so that was, yeah, I d- so I did that for a good while as well.
0: And uh, what, like, one thing I can't really doing on a boat for too long. What was okay. boat life like?
1: Um, it's, it's kind of mad. Um, it depends on the country you're in as well. So in Ireland, all the ships are dry, which means no booze. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. To make everybody behave. Why,
0: they, why would they do that to us? Well, I know, I, well,
1: maybe that's why.
0: Yeah, it's like, they all take the piss here. And the but no,
1: and, and like, one of, on, on one of those cruises, I had to preserve all my samples in ethanol, in alcohol. And it was Paddy's Day. <laughs> and so I felt like I was down there on Paddy's Day, like, protecting all the containers, like, don't you touch them.
0: I am the guardian yeah. of alcohol.
1: Yeah, so uh, so that was good, cock. And then in the UK, it's the opposite. So they actually have bars. You sure. have a bar on the ship.
0: Oh. Yeah, I, c- I kind of get why they wouldn't trust us with a bar now. I get that now. They say a but bar. Like,
1: it's hilarious. I can picture
0: the, what we'd do if we had a bar in every ship. But,
1: like, full on, like, they have, like... Darts games which seems really dangerous on a ship. <laughs> what? was? You can play darts.
0: With the bar as well? Yeah, I, at I, the, at the,
1: in the bar, <laughs> yeah uh, And like I'm pretty sure the dartboard was on the door So that just like really takes <laughs> the cake on that. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but it is it's a funny one to explain to people as well because you're used to seeing like Small fishing ships or maybe even like slightly bigger research vessels here But like the one in the UK was bigger than the building that it was docked in front of
0: Shut up. How many people people are we talking that work on these at the same time? Hundred. No way.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think on that one there was 55 scientific crew, and then that's a very small group, and then there would have been, like, 30 engineers and maybe 20 on the bridge of the ship, between, like, captains and officers and stuff Oh, my
0: God. And is it normal food and stuff like that, or do I hear... It's
1: class. Is it? Yeah. You have a chef.
0: I'm thinking of like space yeah. here when I'm thinking of these ships. I'm no, like the lower yeah. they have to eat.
1: No, it's mental. They even have full-on deep frat fryers. What? So fish and chips. This and is and the life. Fish and chips every Friday.
0: <laughs> obviously fish and chips. Obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, no, no, they have a full-on chef. And then sometimes for me being celiac, that would mean on some of the ships you'd be living off rice cakes for a couple of weeks. Oh. And then sometimes on other ones you'd have a chef that was really into it. And I had one guy come out and be like, you, you're the celiac. I was like, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I got this. if you had a massive gluten-free cookbook. He's like, I'm going to try everything in it.
0: And you were like, So yes, I was getting, like, you. gluten-free,
1: battered, whatever. Like, hadn't had it in years. And he was using me as a test case. Um,
0: and you were a happy test case.
1: Happy test <laughs> case. <laughs> like, bring definitely, it on. It's definitely definitely waddled off that <laughs> shit. But, but, yeah, they're mad. They have gyms and everything, so.
0: That is, yeah, in my head, it's complete opposite. I don't know how long I could survive. Do you get seasick or
1: something? I'm really lucky. I don't get seasick. You
0: don't get that? Yeah, I think uh, no. to, like Half an hour and about, I'd be like, okay, I need to get off.
1: But no, it and it is mad, like, because you really see, it, it, it totally, and like, it, it, there used to always, at the start, I thought there would be this kind of, like, macho thing of, like, we are the people who don't get seasick. But, like, it can absolutely, like, hit anyone at any point. One of the days, I think, like, our head scientist who'd obviously been to sea for, like, 25 years, he just got really, really sick. Because, uh, basically, where you are in the ship, depend- there's, there can be way more movement to us lowly younger folk <laughs> are down in the lower decks which actually moves less so what so you're trying to say is get low. get
0: low get low get low be safe get, get low, low.
1: <laughs> get low and try to see the horizon so it helps your brain <laughs> okay. understand that you're moving so if you're in the sh- inside the ship and you can't see outside your brain is just like why on earth am I moving what is going on I feel very I ill oh. whereas when you can see the horizon it you understand some the difference perspective
0: on like what's going on actually. yeah
1: so the poor like head scientist his his whatever cabin is on like the fifth floor up or something so right when when the storms come they're just like bam from side to side getting
0: thrown around the place yeah
1: literally and there was i think there was one time we were off the south coast near bear island and we had to hide behind bear island for like three days because the weather was so bad it's like five meters swell.
0: sorry where's bear island
1: oh sorry down in cork is it? Is oh. it Cork or Kerry? Oh God, we will get that wrong. <laughs> oh, oh no, now
0: we're in trouble. oh no. It's Cork, I think it's Cork. Oh God. What a name for an island, that's all oh, I've done. Yeah, at yeah. Bear island no, I know, it's there. great. We do live, Bear Island?
1: Yeah, it's class. And but no, uh, we did, so we hid, we hid there because we got caught for one night in the storm and you had to like, no one could do any work, everything had to be lashed down and then you were like, you had to get into your bunk and I was on the top bunk <laughs> <laughs> and wedge yourself in with your life jacket. So you wedge yourself between the wall and thing and then you put a strap across and like
0: shut up were you like yeah. fearing for your life
1: i don't know it's kind of like lulls you to sleep <laughs> it's like someone's it's like rocking me asleep yeah. yeah this is actually
0: quite peaceful but
1: like no because those ships are, are built just for that. Enough. so it's grand
0: I'm, i was I'm on another
1: one where all the power went off and that was scary
0: just complete darkness
1: yeah the we were going to, we were trying to get away from a storm and um and basically, they were going just a little bit faster than its kind of normal max speed. And just, and we also for, I don't know for whatever stupid reason we were watching Blood Diamond. <laughs> um, so we're already kind of scared. And then suddenly all the lights go off, all the electricity goes off. It's just dead it's just silence. Added to the drama. Yeah, dead silence. And then like waves crashing over the back of the deck. We're all like in the conference room looking at you and like. It's we, nice to know is, you guys is this the end is yeah. this is what the end looks like but it was mad because it was so silent and you never think about it but the ships are never silent because there's always an engine or some kind of generator on true or even there's the thing called a dynamic positioning okay so basically that's making little yeah <laughs> it's making little noises all the time so it was just the silence was, was really freaky yeah
0: it's silence that yeah. kind of freaked you out and yeah. working on the boat is where you started your blog as well was that where it yes. came about yeah what, what happened there
1: so that was i think that was another time working in the uk
0: sorry just one second no how nice is that oh
1: my god
0: just looking off to our left here
1: i just seeing so the
0: sea and the mountains. because we're is actually
1: we're quite like close to sleeve league and that's like, uh, it's like the highest sea cliffs in Europe. So oh, even though we There's always... a bit of
0: information for you, I love yeah. that.
1: So yeah, even though you always hear of cliffs in Moher, the highest ones I think are actually here.
0: That's information um, for you right there. Yeah,
1: it's cool.
0: I was actually just saying that so I can get a bit of breath back yeah, <laughs> on the yeah, way yeah. back up. <laughs> but uh, sorry, your blog. blind. We heard, no, heard you're a fine. couple of days.
1: Um, So I think, yeah, working on that boat and realizing the spending... They'd had a gym, so yeah. it was like swapping tips of the sailors <laughs> and, um, and basically I think there was one time I saw one guy and he had this great like thing he had made himself out of ropes for doing I think it was some kind of like weird variation of a lap pull down okay. and then uh, I was like oh that's class and he saw me and I can't remember what I had but some brand of protein bars so I started to swap the protein bars for the use of the equipment <laughs> and then we just and then another one had he used to play rugby and then we were kind of just chatting about fitness and the fact that I had brought a load of my own food. Yeah. Because I, like, I love the food on the ships, but it's like eating in a restaurant. So So it's constantly, like,
0: eating out.
1: Yeah, so I'd brought, like, porridge and protein powders and loads of snacks and miso soup sachets and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, God, you should, like, write about this, you know, because anyone who works at sea or work shift work or even students and stuff would not really, like, get the chance to kind of eat so healthy. Like, so maybe, you know... Started a blog or something I was like sure run. why not yeah, why not joking around we called it fins fit food we were like oh that's funny because it's like fins like your name and fins <laughs> on a fish or fins on a surfboard oh,
0: I never cop that to right no,
1: now I know and all it <laughs> meant was that everybody spelled my name wrong and that's my own fault yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hence changing it later but, but yeah so that was and then one of my mates was a oh, computer person <laughs> <laughs> That know. is a
0: technical term, by a the computer way. A computer He person. did
1: computer science in college. <laughs> uh, he's one of my old housemates, and he was doing that that big Donegal Bay or uh, Galway Bay swim. Oh yeah. And when he was training, he was like, "Oh, I'm doing these really long swims, and my stomach doesn't feel great, and I don't feel so great after." So I kind of made him like a, a food program uh, for his training, and then in exchange, he made me my website. <laughs> There's like a oh tiny God. little black lamb. Oh my God, can we take oh him home? God, That's the cutest so cute. thing ever. Where's his mom? I don't know. Can we be his mom? Oh, come back. Oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> no, but it looks
0: kind of lost. I'm so worried for it.
1: No, do will be grand. There's lots of them around. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he, look at him. He's, so actually he's quick enough, He's he? more capable than we are.
0: That is true. He's, he's sprinting <laughs> up the hill. Absolutely it up the road. I'm earth. struggling here. <laughs> Are we near the top yet, Anthony, please? <laughs>
1: no. Okay, that's that was a solid that was a, no.
0: That was a firm <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. I'll say I'll meet you guys on the way back down. Uh, but the blog also tied in with uh, like your passion I suppose for sustainability. Yeah. And yeah. was there Did you say there was a moment on the boat when you were out doing research? Oh you, yeah. What was it? You saw loads of classic so, yeah, or something. We like
1: were that? Um, I can't remember which cruise it was, but we were basically mapping coral reefs so like they had been to that study site before and they had you know these beautiful videos of this pristine reef and then we'd gone back and then this time there was like giant black bin bags of fishing net that had just been dumped maybe with rocks in them there was footballs coca-cola cans and uh, and this is like 250 nautical miles off ireland like it's oh two days sailing away it's uh, some of the deep you know some of the deepest ocean in the atlantic and there you are, there's human beings, oh, that trash. That is
0: so fu- that's so You'd also see
1: big trawl marks from, um... oh Jesus, I'm panting now. <laughs> I
0: know, yeah. Can we, uh, can we lose some layers please? Oh my God, baby uh, sheep again. Oh,
1: he's back. Oh on. my God, he's come here for here for a cuddle. Come on.
0: Everyone loves short breaks, but to really experience a place, you have to get out there. A walk helps you clear your head and truly connect with where you are. Whether you're wandering, rambling, or hiking, walking makes your break. Make sure to visit the Tales and Trails Hub in partnership with Discover Ireland on loven.ie where you'll find inspiration for your next short break in Ireland.
1: Yeah, that was just a really weird moment of being like, we were all crowded in one of the conference rooms around the live uh, screen and that's literally just showing us the feed that the the ROV, the remotely operated underwater vehicle it's basically like a little unmanned submarine and that's being driven kind of a couple of meters oh. above the reef. So you're able to watch live what it's seeing. And it was just like,
0: bim bang. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fish in that.
1: Yeah, and then oh, it was funny because so you suddenly realize like we're all standing around eating packets of crisps, drinking bottled water and you're like, oh, the <laughs> light bulb moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're obviously the people that are meant to be making it better. You're so, the, like
0: the front line of research yeah, on this kind of thing.
1: And yeah, then, like, exactly. And then you're just going, I wonder how much yeah, you know, I wonder how much waste is produced on the ship, and um, yeah, well, like um, one of the things they do, which is really good, is say, um, like the sewage systems and everything on the ship is all done with uh, what's it called, like microbial digesters or something. Basically, they they don't put any chemicals or anything into the water, but we're still Using. producing loads of plastic. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the the first click. Eye-opener. Yeah.
0: And, and you, you kind of take it as a passion, kind of going forward from there as well, haven't
1: you? Yeah, and then it was also a weird one of, when I did my masters, like, uh, not to give out of it, but it felt very depressing at the end. Like, it was like, here's all the horrific things that humans are doing. Here's all the dreadful things they do in the name of research. You know, it's all, I can't, think of, a, I can't think of a word that's not bad. But, um, <laughs> but and so I kind of came out of that, fairly bummed out about it. And it was one of the reasons I was kind of happy to segue into working in food. And then it was only in the last year or two, kind of realizing simple things like what you can choose to change as a consumer, like what you choose to buy or not buy, that you actually have a lot of control, which Um, was really nice.
0: Like for the people who maybe aren't as educated on it, what are those small things that we can do like to start off?
1: Um, Well, I always think it's kind of divided into different areas of your life. So there's, um, and I have a couple of different bits about it on the blog, but it's like, you know, there's the clothing you buy, because obviously um, the clothing industry is one of the most polluting. Oh, God, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Um, And and then there's food, like food is a massive one in terms of uh, waste and plastics and stuff like that. So that can be like, you know, choosing how you do your groceries, trying to take in as little plastic as possible, taking tin or paper packaged items over plastic items that at least are easily recyclable. Stuff like that. And then uh, in terms of
0: fashion do you think go to like like vintage shops and charity shops? I
1: do like it sounds like a meal plan, but i'm um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like an eighty ten turn. So that's like mostly secondhand. Eighty <laughs> percent like, secondhand.
0: What? what is this? Eighty <laughs>
1: percent second hand. Okay. About uh ten percent of like high street shops that are making an effort. Um and like I think a lot of them are kind of greenwashing with uh things like our conscious collection you're like but the rest of it's made in a sweatshop so i'm still not going to go there
0: because i'm supporting you then yeah in a yeah. Roundabout way. yeah
1: whereas the ones that are like have really good policies and stuff online um if you just do a little bit of research on like ethical high street and then that's where you get your things that you really don't want to buy secondhand swimwear underwear socks
0: yeah. <laughs> you know? there's a few things that are kind of crucial to get for hand. yeah
1: and then um and then like the other bit would be those kind of those companies that are like really making a difference obvious ones are like Patagonia stuff like that where they're using really good like they're using proper labor they're using um, organic materials and they're not polluting basically during their production and stuff like that That's so like,
0: are Tom's like that as well you know Tom's. yeah exactly like
1: and that. they do exactly doing things like that or I work a good bit in uh, at home with an Irish company called Grown and they do like every time you buy a t-shirt they plant a tree and the fibres in the t-shirt are made from like a eucalyptus fibre. So, yeah. And that then partially so cool. organic cotton as well. So, um, and
0: then like say the food on uh, like a daily basis, like you know, your yeah. coffee cups or keep cups and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, And like the best one is obviously having one that uh, that you can just bring all the time with you. I'm really excited for, for the new business I'm starting. We've got ones that are actually made of used coffee grounds and they're held together with a bio so you can compost them if you bake them.
0: Shut up. Which is really but cool. But they're reusable cups.
1: But they're reusable cups, yeah. And like, unless you put them in an industrial compost, like, they won't break down. they
0: would be fine. Uh, yeah. What do so, say they're made
1: of? Uh, used coffee grounds. So used they're beautiful, like dark brown, oh We're like a twisty lid. Can I have one, please? Yes. Can I get one? Please? Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they sound it's just... so far up my alley. It's great. This trail is steeped in history. Along it, you'll find many monuments, including St. Colm Killswell, where pilgrims often leave gifts and offerings. Legend has it that St. Column Kill was travelling in the area around 550 AD when he lost his prayer book. He then came across a deer drinking out of this well. His prayer book impaled on the deer's antlers. Delighted that he found it, he blessed the well, which has been a place of pilgrimage ever since.
1: I think there's this image of more sustainable or healthier or whatever is is more expensive. And the funny thing i found is in the last two years, I've spent way less money than I used to. Really? So, like, because I eat... I think that, that
0: there is a big stigma around that being yeah. very more expensive. Like, no.
1: stuff. like I think I spend about thirty quid a week on groceries. What? Because I don't really eat meat anymore. That. Yeah.
0: So how can you only spend thirty? Like.
1: So that's. Um, go into that a
0: little bit. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I need this for my myself.
1: No, and it, and it's brilliant because then you're you're like okay, well I can spend the money on other things I actually want to spend it on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so right at
0: the moment I spend things on all things I want to on a really hefty shopping list. Yeah, and list, a so. really
1: hefty shopping list. So. Because for me, it actually came from the celiac side of things. So when I was diagnosed, um, I was in college. At the time, no one really knew that much about gluten-free. So I was buying my food between kind of the health food store, a pharmacy back in the day. Oh. Um, really <laughs> horrible the stuff handy, from the pharmacy. Yeah. And, and then the grocery store, I think that was costing like 100 euro. And for like, for context, I'm what? five foot two. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, just for everyone else.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> so then I started, because I had to start reading the ingredients of everything. And then I was just realising, like, special kind of really packaged or processed stuff. A million different things you don't need. Wheat was in everything. And then when I started just buying the, I guess, the raw materials of veg and things like lentils and stuff like that. Like, it's so cheap.
0: Really? Like, so what's your, what's your regular shopping list look like?
1: Um, that's a good question. Okay, in the carbs. <laughs> exactly, doesn't In know the carbs. I mean, exactly in the carbs <laughs> it'd be, like, it'd be, you know, rice and potatoes and sweet potatoes. I used to do those like kind of low carb diets, and now I no longer fear the carbs. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, um, you know bits like that, and then loads, a lot in the tin sector because actually uh, tin is one of the most easily um, recycled things because it, it, the quality stays the same, so it can kind of be recycled indefinitely. Ah, okay. So it's a good way to go. So that's like chickpeas, lentils, um, kidney We're, beans, all that kind of stuff. And they're like twenty-three cents a tin, you know. They're yeah, that is. Yeah, in tin are Swinging the left has, here. Oh yeah.
0: This way, follow Anthony.
1: Off we go into the bog. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, we're going into the, the green fields oh, here. Yeah. Well, sorry, go on, continue about right, your shopping right. list. I'm, like, writing down yeah, notes here. Yeah, no, tins coconut milk, that kind <laughs> of stuff.
1: And that, you know, so that combined with, like, whatever kind of veg is in season. And then I think there was, like, for ages... We'll get a good wind, now, sideways wind yeah, going. Yeah, but, um, But things like loads of frozen veggies, because a lot of the time those are things that when they were picked, they were picked when they were ripe, as opposed to... If you traveling. buy random soft fruit that came from Peru, it was picked before it was ripe. It's got massive air miles on it. Um, so maybe it's, it doesn't really have the same kind of It's nutrients.
0: not as fresh when it gets us. Yeah. where well. the frozen, stuff is it's straight into Yeah, like
1: exactly. Freezer. Mad for frozen peas. Frozen Are peas you? blended <laughs> into dips, thrown in stir-fries, everything. Soups, whatever you want.
0: Um, but
1: yeah, so kind of that.
0: What kind of... What gives a dish there? Um,
1: What's your favourite dish? So of all of those things, that's a really good...
0: Base for um, everything.
1: That's a really good base. There's a lot of curries. A lot yeah, of curries. I can feel
0: that with the chicken. Yeah, and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then um, I guess the balance at home now is... We also have, um, you know, open in the bakery, and then my boyfriend has a burrito bar, so we do eat a couple of our meals every week, though. Yeah, we used to buy, like, yeah, loads. <laughs> I, every loads, meal now. Every is lunch. <laughs> but no, because it, it did used to be, like, we would still buy a full groceries, and then we realized we were kind of wasting food that way, so we just accepted, no, we do eat at least three or four meals in Burrow, so accept that. Just take
0: it on the chin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's us.
1: So, so at least with that, again, it's things like, a vegan chili that someone can make really easy at home. It's based on lentils and onions and just spices and...
0: You're making me hungry.
1: Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I have snacks in my bag, it's no, fine. We'll have a snack I brought at cookies. the top. I brought cookies. Yeah, the
0: cookies you gave me were yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. What were they made of?
1: Those were uh, pecan and oats and then like a home blend of flowers. They
0: were yeah. extremely nice. They may
1: have been golden syrup. That might be what you're tasting. <laughs> yeah, the more golden stuff.
0: syrup, the better. Bring it yeah. on. No. You mentioned at a minute about being a celiac. Yeah. Was that why you started... Or Major cookbook.
1: Yes. We're yeah. So. Was, that. Yeah. No. So it's so yeah. It came out two years ago now. I think almost to the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was just a been happy a cool. anniversary. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> been a good two years. It's been pretty good. Um. Yeah. So that that was it exactly. So I had kind of uh, in the months after finding out I was celiac, was just living off rice cakes, which was really grim because I love yeah, food.
0: Yeah.
1: Nice. And um and my family were all fairly bummed out because they used to always bake ever since I was little. And I, I obviously couldn't really do it anymore. I didn't like it because literally, because of the flowers in the air as you're baking, you could be inhaling it. The cross
0: combination was the same. Yeah, like, you yeah, get yeah.
1: really sick. I tried a couple of times actually, still making people Christmas cakes, and they couldn't understand why it was knocked out of Christmas.
0: <laughs> Today's walk is situated on the Wild Atlantic Way. Make lasting memories on this unforgettable coastal touring route and enjoy breathtaking scenery. To plan your short break on the Wild Atlantic Way. Head to the Tales and Trails Hub in partnership with Discover Ireland on lovin.ie So, with the, the cafe, the cookbook and everything else, the blog, oh, the, the, the college degrees, you've, you've kind of accomplished a lot before your Not 30s, 30. You said. But, <laughs> what, what were you like in school? Like, like um, were you always really academic or?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> that I says it all.
1: okay. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, oh, this is a terrible, but I remember once uh, myself and one of my best friends did The Young scientists. And our science teacher accused us of doing it only for the social purposes.
0: And? Did, was right? he right?
1: Yeah, he was kind of right. <laughs> he was like, I know you guys just want a week off school, so you can just go like hang out with people from other schools and have the craft. And it was like, well, we're sort of interested in the science too. So I did always kind of want to go back and be like, guess what? I did science degrees. <laughs> You'd never believe it. But um, no, I, I, did, I did okay. I loved sports and did loads of extracurriculars, like drama and dancing and stuff, but... I think, I, I'm sure loads of people feel it, but like at the end of school, it was totally a uh, bell saying eeny, meeny, miny, mo with the CEO. Like, in retrospect, I'm really glad I had the break before I went back. And uh, one of my best mates from school, we're now hopping through a bog.
0: Yeah, watch your step here. Yeah, uh,
1: this is, oh yeah, this is good. Yeah. Orange Big cheese. steps. Oh, yeah, yeah. My legs are too short for this. Um, but yeah, one of my best mates. He also went to college in Galway with me, and um, he had sensibly—he'd taken a year out. he had thought about what degree he wanted, then so, he took a year out, went and did a snow season in Val and then he came back confident with money,
0: yeah, <laughs> fresh as <laughs> a daisy, fresh, fit, and
1: and yeah, fit. <laughs> well, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did.
1: Um, and then uh, you know, and then kind of ready. And I think a lot of people. And I know it's not for everybody to okay. take a break. Take your
0: on. time there. All right, or just dive straight in. Leave, leave me behind, don't worry. Me. <laughs> like Take your time, it's a gone in a like, second. We're like
1: helicopters up here. Yeah, we yeah, <laughs> yeah. Around, around. But no, I definitely, I, I was, I wish I had thought before to take that break. Like, I think it was so in, in my head that like, it was just you did school, you did as well as you could and you're leaving. I actually did okay, but I was balling the days that we got our results, because I thought I did terribly.
0: What did you get? Come on. No. No, 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 go on. No.
1: But, Oh, I'm actually, and I don't know, I actually never tell the story before, but um, I went to the guidance council in school. I had, I had swapped schools for the leaving, because in my first school, a lot of the really good teachers had gone on to be principals of other schools, okay. and we just had subs coming into the leaving, which is very oh, worrying.
0: <laughs> what, what a horrendous I know, like, ta- setup yeah. to go into the leaving school. And
1: you're already so stressed. And like the good thing is, my mum's mom, my actually Canadian, so to her all this like junior Cert leaving cert stuff is daft because they don't do that over there. Yep. They just generally have like GPAs. So she'd be like, don't get stressed about it. It'll be grand, we'll go on holidays after. <laughs> you know, don't worry about it, it'll all be fine. Follow us so you can go to college in Canada or our family's like a little bit military and navy she was like you can just join the navy you will be, be fine. you'll be fine be
0: I, I respect um, that attitude but yeah you, you, like i know it's easier for your, a mother it's to mother say, say. but did You're you find like the leaving search
1: stressful yeah and, and
0: do you think it's a good like did you think it set you up for
1: no no not <laughs> at all i like yeah i i now in retrospect i'm like i just can't believe how stressed out we were i'm sure the greys probably started popping in then <laughs> but um Uh, What was I going to say? Oh yeah, I went to the guidance counsellor and then I was given this like online test and I think it was like 300, 400 questions. And the two jobs that popped out (laughs) were a vicar. (laughs) yep, a vicar and a bricklayer. What? Yeah, and that was some combination of like introspective questions. And liking to be outdoors and work <laughs> with your hands. So my dad always calls me that as a joke now. He's like, how's the vicar bricklayer? Um, yeah.
0: Great crossover there. Yeah,
1: which would make you really worried about those tests. After <laughs> yeah,
0: really two tests, aren't <laughs> they? Yeah, I, <remember laughs> I mean, the we'll, well. All, we'll all be laughing
1: now if I become a vicar in 20 years. But like, <laughs> yeah, there's still time. I don't, there's still time. Don't hold yeah. Yeah, you know, there's lots of nice parishes around. <laughs> um,
0: you were, You were saying earlier when you were... In school, you you like the social aspects of being outdoors, stuff like (laughs) that. Look, like myself, but surfing was something that you took kindly to.
1: So that was, I think I was like 16 or 17. And my dad, a couple of years before that, he'd been living in London for a long time. But he had come back to Ireland and purchased land on the West Coast in Sligo. And uh, I guess he was like how do we get you to come over here and all your mates are on the East Coast and, ooh, looks like it was fun. And so he got me a week...
0: <laughs> Love your jazz of, hands. Yeah, jazz here. hands. hands so all Ligo. jazz hands.
1: Sligo, <laughs> oh, <laughs> who knew? It's literally the tagline. Um, and he got me a week of surf lessons in Strand Hill. And I guess it was like... It was a very good combo of things. So it was after you, you. I'm being a gentleman. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you
0: so Because <laughs> you know I'm struggling more than you are.
1: <laughs> like if you, you, if you get your foot in the, in the bog hole, then at least I know we're not stuck.
0: <laughs> Just climb over me. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's done. Oh, wow,
1: this is class. This is magic.
0: We're nearly at the Martello Tower. Yeah, but do continue. To oh yeah, tell us about Sorry. Your, uh, your surfing there. And it
1: was just brilliant. It was like one of those mad Easter's where the sun split the stones, and there was like I guess it was like perfect waves for learning, you know, two two foot so, and just absolutely hooked. Spent, I'm sure they were delighted as well because it meant every bit of money I saved then it all went to surfing. surfing as opposed and to like going up. on the tear.
0: That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I bet my parents wish the opposite. <laughs> but
1: um, but yeah, and then, and then it just always kind of. Uh, I mean affected a lot of things and I always feel like I should be a lot better surfer for how much of my life It's affected if that makes sense But um, you know, it it definitely was one of the reasons to go to college in Galway Because Lahinch and Fenora was so big so close and then all my best mates who are still really close mates in college They're all the girls and all the lads from the surf club surfing like it was the whole social thing And we would go at least twice a week We'd all like pack into my mates tiny Polo for <laughs> like five boards yeah, and on the roof. Yeah, picture on
0: that as well. Yeah. Toppling over. And
1: sometimes, literally, on the hills on the way into Venora, like it would get airtime because all oh, the wind was going between the boards. Shut and lift up. the car up. <laughs> yes, it's so cool.
0: And like, you've surfed different places around the world, yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why don't you move to like a Yeah. And, you know, like like it seems like oh, like it's the weather. The, no. Why stay so here?
1: well it's like it's loads of bits i guess it's nice that we're looking at the sea while, while we're, we're talking this well. about this yeah, yeah like here's some we made earlier <laughs> that's
0: actually so um, peaceful
1: okay it? <laughs> no it's class it, it's loads of bits. so yes yeah, so i've been to portugal and i lived in the canaries for a little bit and um yeah it's everything it's the people in the water it's uh, the waves the quality of the waves in ireland is insane like sometimes it gets called cold water hawaii and i think we don't hear that oh well really that. i've never heard yeah, that. yeah or the cold water paradise and like there's just even just where we are and I'll get killed if I name to names so I won't but um, <laughs> but there's just so many breaks and so many beaches even just from where I am in Bundoran I can think of 10 spots to go to within 20 minute range which is mental and then because they're all facing different directions it's like so consistent like you can surf 300 something days out of the year um, and then I've gone to other countries and it's just I don't know it's just not the same it's not as friendly and even just say surfing places like uh, like in California and stuff the, the quality of the water is just, it's just not what we have here. Like, what do you mean the quality? So, like the actual, how clean it is. So like the water here on the West Coast, you can be sitting in the water and it's rain or tail or whatever. And, you know, there's absolutely no problem. Whereas I was in California earlier in the year and you couldn't get in the water for two days after, um, after it rained. Because all the runoff from the land was, was basically Oh, so we cleared. just don't get that here? We still got that here.
0: Fresh water, ever. I mean,
1: occasionally, occasionally there's beach closures and stuff, and, the, and it just goes up online, and it's usually just to do with maybe like an algal bloom or something. But, but not other amazing. than that, like yeah, it's a, such, and it's such a lovely feeling when you're in the water and it's raining, because you're like ah, I'm in the wet already. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. You can't me. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. me. you can't bother me.
0: And even looking at that, you can see like oh, I want to surf there now. It's no, beautiful. no, it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, we've reached uh, the Martello Tower. We're just around the back of it now, sheltered. It's absolutely huge. Yeah, it's a lot bigger than Because I was
1: There's one in Bunkrana, but it's or not in Bunkrana on Inch Island. It's not that far from here. But it's a lot smaller than this one.
0: Yeah, we brought you the biggest one. I think so. Yeah, that's us. us. (laughs) We're we're showing off now, really, to be honest with you. (laughs) It is great. Uh, Finn, that's That's our wall. (laughs) Uh, We're at the top there. (laughs) We're (laughs) going it back down. That's us now. It's time for snacks. Yeah. Oh, never. Take out the cookies. Give us the cookies. We're ready for them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Finn. You're
1: very welcome. Thank you. Thank you.
0: We've now reached the Napoleonic Signal Tower. This is the highest point of the trail over 2,000 feet above sea level. The Signal Tower was once used as an early 19th century communication system, implemented in response to the threat of a French invasion. Built between 1800 and 1810, the Signal Terrors were used to communicate any threats that may have appeared along the 1,076 kilometer stretch which they were built. Take a turn around from the Signal Tower and you are now looking over towards the League Cliffs, and the impressive drop down to the ocean is almost three times the height of cliffs and over. Take a deep breath. Nowhere in Ireland will you get fresher air. This is where our trail ends. If you feel like you've got a bit more gas in you, continue on this path until you arrive back in a loop to St. Columbus Church. The Tales and Trails Hub in partnership with Discover Ireland is a bounty of information on the best walks all around the country for your next short break. From the spectacular, wild Atlantic way to the serene beauty of Ireland's hidden heartlands, the epic Ireland's ancient East or the surprises of Dublin, you're sure to find a walking break to suit you and your family. Just the break you're looking for. Make sure to share your trail photos using the hashtag Lovin'Tales Tales and Trails. Tales and Trails podcast is in partnership with Discover Ireland. Learn more about exploring the best walks of Ireland's ancient east at loveandie forward slash talesandtrails. Walking makes your break.